Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, let's go, let's do a podcast show, yeah, that's what we're gonna do, giddy up, little donkeys, yeah, that's right, I just called you donkeys, how does that make, how many of you just shut this podcast off, hey man, nobody called me a donkey, man, I'm just trying to listen to my podcast, call me no donkey, sucker, um, well, whatever you are, a donkey, a horse, a sheep, a golden eagle, whatever, Welcome to the Harlan Highway. Um, Great to have you here. What a packed show. We have a lot to cover today, man. Um, We're going to be talking about the the gayness of rainbows. Yeah, stick around for that. There's a whole gay rainbow connection thing that I'm trying to clear up. Uh, We're going to be talking about special teams. As you know, the uh, Super Bowl is uh, swirling all around us. It just went down and the whole special teams thing. We're going to be talking about eggs. Yeah, that's right, eggs. Uh, Valentine's Day is coming up. We're going to touch on that. And what about the Internet? I got some scary info about the Internet that I'm going to touch on. We're going to call my son that you probably didn't know about. Um, And we're going to talk about sexual positions. Oh, it's going to get good. But it's always good right here on the Harland Highway! Welcome to the Harland Highway. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. <laughs> Man, keep it going. Love the show. You're hilarious. My blanket, my The Holland Highway. Have you checked the children? Hey, Harlan Williams here on the Harland Highway. And I was talking about Valentine's Day. And um, I think what I'd like to do is get suggestions from you people on what to do on Valentine's Day. This is a dilemma in my life. I never know what to do. Take someone to the zoo, take them log rolling, take them axe throwing. I don't have a clue. Hey, uh, baby, you want to go scrub a monkey with shampoo for Valentine's Day? So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw open my answering machine. And I want you people to call me and give me some suggestions for Valentine's Day. You can call if you're a guy or a girl or an old person or a young person, black or white, Jewish or Christian. I don't care. Just give me something to work with, people. Keep it short. Don't make it too long. If it's funny, if it's short enough, I'll play it on the air. So give me a call, Harlan Williams, here on the Harlan Highway, and give me some darn ideas for the most romantic day of the year, VD Day. (laughs) Hello. Valentine suggestions here on the Harland Highway. Yep, and you know the number. It's 888-500-2090. And, uh, you know, you can uh, you can drop suggestions of, uh, you know, a date, a type of candy, what kind of romance uh, to, to try, you know, whatever. It can be dirty, it can be sweet, it can be nasty, it can be... Lovely, you know, 
You could you could mention places where I could go. You could mention things to do. You could mention weird things. Whatever. Let me know, and uh, we'll uh, put them all together and play them later on as we get closer to Valentine's Day. 888-500-2090. And now let's get on to something that piqued my interest, and uh, I I think this will probably pique your interest because we all live in a tech-savvy world, right? Um, obviously, you know about all the uh, disruptions going on in, in the Middle East, in, in Egypt, in Cairo. You know, people were rioting in the streets. Uh, there was an upheaval. People uh, were trying to overthrow their president. Um, they were burning cars. They were throwing rocks. Uh, you know, there's just civil unrest. And uh, the military kind of came to a standstill for a while. And so here's what freaks me out, okay? And, and if, you're, if you're watching the news, you would have seen this. Um, you know, during all the fighting and the chaos, all of a sudden, they turn the Internet off. Yeah, that's what all the newscasters are saying. They're saying, well, it turns out information's not uh, coming out of uh, Cairo, and people are not being able to communicate because... The Internet's been switched off. Is that a little creepy to you? Like it's a light switch somewhere on a wall? Uh, yes, this is uh, the Department of uh, Internet. Yes. The president uh, sees people running in the streets. Yes, please uh, turn off Internet. Excuse me? You heard me. Turn off Internet. Y- you mean right now? Yes, turn it off. Just flick the switch. Uh, I think it's on a dimmer switch. Well, then turn the dimmer down. Turn the... Flick off the internet, quickly. Okay, you don't have to yell at me. Turn off the internet, click. Click, click, click. Turn it off, please, quickly. (laughs) I mean, God. Is it that easy to do? That scares me, man. That's, That's a little frightening. You know, as we become more and more reliant on the internet, as it becomes a a part of our daily lives here in America and around the world. Don't you find it disturbing that some guy sitting in a room somewhere up in Washington, if they so decide, if they deem fit to shut it off, they just shut it off? Like all that information, all all that, that data going back and forth between human beings... It's almost like a human brain, you know. If you if you look at a diagram of a human brain and you see all the the little impulses, the the electrical impulses and neurons firing, and all the all the transmissions between all the parts of the brain, it'd be as if someone put a bullet through it and and, and killed it, and the brain died, and death was at the door. That's like what the internet's like. You get all these impulses, all these things. Firing, right? And it's like, boop, shut it off. Sorry. But I was I was writing a, like a, a dirty email to my girlfriend. Sorry, shut it off. But I have to let my daughter know that I'm driving into the country this weekend, and if I get lost, she'll need to find me. Sorry, shut it off. Yeah, but I got to get those documents into work. Sorry, shut it off. I don't know. That is weird. I feel like there should be the people should have more control. We the people, huh? 
we the people who use the internet, don't you think we should have control over whether it gets shut on or off? That's a pretty powerful tool for the government. I mean, you know, America's not going to stay this way forever. If history teaches us anything, it's that someday there will be another revolution, there will be an uprisal, there will be an upheaval. Things will change. God knows things are kind of crazy enough right now in the United States. But there will come a day probably where there will be another revolution, just like there was in the past in the United States. And there will be riots in the streets, and there will be civil unrest and looting and shooting. And if the government decides to kind of, you know, throw a, a wrench in the works, and who uses the Internet more than Americans? I mean, we, we do everything. It's like, it's like an intravenous uh, tube into our arm. If they just shut it off, that'll just fry everything. So I don't know, just food for thought. I'm throwing it out there. I think there should be... Uh, you know, maybe communities should be in charge of the button or maybe every every city hall or maybe you elect an Internet switch guy in your neighborhood or something. I think it's just creepy that, that in Egypt they just shut off the Internet. Boom. That's just like that's like cutting a major artery, man. That's like slashing someone's throat. Except the, the death is more instantaneous. It's just boom. In a blink of an eye, all that communication, gone, cut off. You're stranded. I don't know. Just, you know, thinking out loud here, man. It's uh, it's a little creepy when you think that uh, it's just a switch at the end of the Internet rainbow. I got a question for you, people. This might be a question that can only be answered by, by the gay people. I was curious about the rainbow thing. You know what? I've never asked anyone what the whole rainbow symbol is. The homosexual community has somehow, I guess, latched on to the rainbow as some kind of symbol. Somewhere over the rainbow. And there's a guy named Bruce in a Speedo. Uh-oh. Hi! What is at the end of the rainbow now? Imagine you're a leprechaun, man. Aren't they always running over the uh, rainbow to get the pot of gold? Always after me lucky charms. I'll just get over the rainbow here and... Hi! Oh, sweet Jesus. Look at that. Bunch of fellas in their undies. Look at your wonderful green leotards. Oh, catch lucky. I'd rather you didn't. Call into my message machine, man. If you're gay, if you're straight, if you're bi, I don't know, man. The rainbow thing. Call if you're even if you're a leprechaun. Fill me in, man. I don't mean that way. And then uh, next week, we'll figure out why the heterosexual community... Men like to crush beer cans on their faces.
Yeah, I'm serious. I mean, I I don't want to sound like a jackwad here, but I I just don't know what the symbolism is behind the the rainbow and the gay community. I don't know why they adopted it. I don't know what it means. I don't know what the correlation is. And uh, it's just one of those things that you see it all the time. You know, you see the uh, rainbow associated with the gay community. I just... Didn't know what it meant. So if you want to call 888-500-2090 and educate us, um, I have no clue. I really don't. So, uh, you know, I guess I could call up uh, a gay friend or someone I know who's gay and and ask them. But you know what? I want to be surprised. I, I bet I get a nice myriad of answers from my listeners here. I better get a whole rainbow of answers. So uh, feel free, call in. If you know, even if you don't know, uh, 888-500-2090. Can't wait to hear your interpretation of the rainbow. There be no man in the moon, Marshmallows. Yours for a limited time, now in Lucky Charms. And speaking of kids who love cereal, my God, I've got my little uh, my little five year old son Kevin, who uh, I better call. Uh, it's getting time to go to school. I better make sure he's all ready for another day at uh, school. Uh, my communication with him over the last week or two here hasn't been great. Um, I don't know. He's been a little standoffish, a little moody. But you know, little kids get like that. Uh, you know, they're 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 growing, they're learning, they get in their little states of mind. So uh, let let me give my kid, uh, my little my little buddy, a call, my six year old Kevin, and let's get him all ready for school. Here we go. Let's dial the number. It's ringing, and okay, here we go. Hello. Hi, Kev. Hey, Har. Well, I've got your pencils and notebooks and your pencil case and erasers. Everything's ready. Hey, Har, I uh, I can't. I'm just out the door. I, I'm sorry. Can I call you back? Uh, your first day of school. Uh, Har, I, can I call you back, man? I'm just, I'm Billy, just out the door. Billy Tomlinson's going to be there. Billy who? Your friend Billy Tomlinson from down the street, the one you play ball with. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about or what you're talking about, Har. I uh, <laughs> I graduated from school about 14 years ago. I don't know if you remember. Did you have your new shoes on, nice and shiny? Har, uh, I'm 37 years old. I have a job. I don't go to school. Uh, I appreciate you calling me, but I'll talk to you later, okay? Don't forget a nice shiny apple on your first day for Mr. Blathenworth. Mr. Blathenworth? What are you... I'll be there in just a few minutes to pick you up. <laughs> okay, I won't be here. Maybe we'll take Billy, too. Screw Billy. Talk uh, to you later. I, I want you to come home now. Uh-uh. Come home. Hey, whoa, he just hung up again. That little spoiled brat hung up on me. That's the fifth, sixth, seventh time in two weeks. What am I supposed to do? What's a father supposed to do here?
What what are the rules of discipline with a grown father and his six year old kid? I mean that kid, you heard him. He's he's not playing by the rules. I'll tell you that. I'm upset here. I'm upset like of the way a father should be when his kid doesn't respond. <sighs> Little brat. Hey, 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 you are listening to Harland Williams here on the Harland Highway. If you've been watching sports in the last few years, they've been kind of sneaking this term in, into the lingo, special teams. Like as if there's a special team within the team you're already watching. Like it's some kind of mighty micro-mutant that lives inside when they need that extra. Call in the mighty mutants! Get the special team in there! What a crock. It's just the same guys, really. It's not like they have rocket packs under their shoulder pads, night vision goggles in their football helmets. Yeah, send on a special team. Yeah, this is Rig Dog. We got a Yeah, go ahead, Rig Dog. We got a red dog. Yeah, go ahead, man. They drop them down by a Navy SEALs helicopter. Stand in, send in the special teams. Over, go one, two, three, four, go, 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 go. Anyways, I wanted to find out more about So apparently my producer, Roger, got someone who knows about the special teams to come in. I send him in, Rog. Who did you get? Who the... Oh, gee. What the... What, what are you doing with this guy here? Hi. What? Why'd you send me Michael Jackson? Because I know all about the special teams. What would you know about special teams? I know that it's special. Oh, boy. Here we go. Yeah, the only thing you know about special teams is... That they're special? Yeah. They're special. They're just special. Oh, boy. I thought you were sending me in an expert. Special teams means they're special. Get out of here. You're special. Going on the special bus. We're going to... Get out of here. I need some special time by myself to recover from Jacko. That sounds special. Get out of here! Hi, Harlan. This is Elizabeth from Cincinnati. I just wanted to let you know that I love your podcast and listen to it every day at work. I really think Dr. Debbie Tyler is hilarious, and I would like to give more of her. Twitterly likes makes me laugh out loud while I'm listening to my headphones, and I'm sure people think I'm crazy at work, but I love it. Hey, Elizabeth, nothing wrong with a good laugh at work, (laughs) and people think you're insane. Good. I hope that's happening everywhere. I love it. Thanks for the call. Keep your uh, voice messages coming. Love to hear from you. 888-520-90. I love getting your messages, but here's something I absolutely hate. Okay, and tell me if this bothers you, because it drives me nuts. I do not get the whole taking a boiled egg and eating it. Okay, and I especially hate the idea of taking a boiled egg and eating it in front of other people. And let me tell you what happened. Today I was in a meeting. 
I had to go to this meeting, and I'm sitting in the meeting with like, uh, let's see, there was like five or six people. And one individual came in a little bit late and plopped down in the middle of the meeting and had two boiled eggs still in the shell. And we're like, okay. And the moment she sat down, the, the room just filled up with like an egg reek, okay? Like a rotten egg reek. And everyone, you could tell, was a little bit uncomfortable. Everyone just kind of started shifting in their seats. They're like, okay, kind of weird. We're in this closed little boardroom, and everyone's kind of sitting close to each other around a big table. And all of a sudden, the room stinks, and there's a couple of boiled eggs in the shell sitting in front of everyone. And this person just kind of, you know, without really knowing what everyone else was thinking, started, like, cracking the eggs. She started rolling them on the glass table, and all you could hear is... All the the eggshells cracking, and you're just sitting there going, okay, as if the stink isn't bad enough, now I'm listening to crackling eggshells, kind of like nails down a chalkboard, and then they go to work peeling it. All right, they're peeling all the little shells off. And all I can think of in my head is, God, that's like a petrified baby bird in there. Like, it's not an egg. It's a whole egg. And it's like a it's it's like when a mosquito gets uh, encased in amber or sap. And, you know, they put it in a prehistoric museum. Remember Jurassic Park when the mosquito was encased in in amber or sap and they, they extracted the DNA? It just freezes in time. That's what, like, a, a boiled egg is like to me. It's, it's like everything solidified inside the eggshell and you've got, like, a trapped chicken fetus. Ugh! So so the egg starts peeling, and it's peeling away, and uh, it's kind of gross. And as you know, once you peel the shell away, then you got this this whole egg, but it's all shiny, and it looks wet, and it's glistening in the light. And you're just like, oh, God. And then all you can do is just eat it. So she, she takes a bite out of the top. And it opens it up, and now you can see the, the solidified yolk in the middle. And it just reminded me, you ever see the nature shows when there's crocodiles and alligators and they're sitting on their nest of eggs and they're just drying out in the sun and they've got to go into the water? So they go in the water for 10 minutes, and the second they leave, all these Komodo lizards and iguanas come and raccoons and they dig up the alligator nest, and they just start eating the eggs. They just start sucking down the eggs, one after the other. It's like, oh, they're they're eating the eggs. Oh, that's what it looked like. I felt like I was in a meeting with some kind of crazy lizard gobbling down an invaded nest. And the stink and the texture and the cracking eggshells and oh god, oh, I mean that stink, that egg stink. I mean to think about it, if if you could like solidify a fart, okay, if you could like grab the gas of a fart and freeze it, 
and solidify it, that's probably what it would be. It would probably be like an egg shape. It would just be like an egg. That's what eggs are. They're like they're like petrified farts that were buried under the earth, and someone dug them up, and now we eat them. Oh, God. Oh, eggs. And I know at the end of the day it's just food and everyone eats it and whatever, but I don't know. That's just one of those foods that it's like being in a, in a meeting and someone comes in and pulls out a bushel of celery and just starts chewing the celery. Right? Just crunch, chew, crunch, chew, crunch, chew. Stop it! Oh, well, I thought this meeting was about salary. No, this meeting is about finances. Oh, I'm in the wrong room. I'm sorry. I'm supposed to be in the celery meeting. Well, get the hell out of here. Ooh, touchy. How about a crunch before I go? Get out! Oh, so there you go. Um, I don't know. It freaks me out. I've never eaten a boiled egg. I refuse to do it. I'll eat scrambled eggs, fried eggs. I just can't do the big whole egg in my hand and feel like a Komodo dragon. So just be aware of your eggs. It's not like any other food. They're noisy. They're smelly. They're kind of gross. I'm just putting it out there. Be egg conscious. Okay? Excellent. Thank you, and I appreciate your time. What kind of position do you like it in? And are you in a relationship where you like one position, but your partner doesn't? And it's like every now and again, they let you do your favorite position, but you can tell they're not really into it. They're just doing it for you. So now it's kind of not as much fun. Yeah, you know, take a look at each other. Yeah. And he always freaked out to try uh, new positions. Mm-hmm. Are you those timid type of people where you know you want to be dirty, but you kind of don't want to expose yourself, so you keep it kind of clean and nerdy? Why you got to be nerdy when all you want to be is dirty? Nerdy and dirty, man. They ain't too far apart. You got to try some of the wild positions, right? Like the Chinese roasted cannonball. Oh, what a treat. The pinwheel on the donkey. Oh, look out. Ritz crackers in the tomato soup. Hello. That's a late Saturday night one. How about uh, the upside-down helicopter pancake? Oh, look out. That one can hurt. yee Oh, there's all kinds. You ever do the uh, the uh, seven dwarfs with a monkey? Slow and fun. Yeah, I'm just making them up. You know I am, but you, you get the gist. There's some weird ones out there, man. You ever do a position you regret, <laughs> you know? You go for it. You're feeling spontaneous and funky, and you're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, and then everything finishes, and you just kind of stand there, and you're looking at each other like, um, uh, uh I'm, I'm going to go have a shower. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go uh, get a towel. Yeah, yeah, and, and let's not ever talk about this again, okay? 
Talk about what? What are you talking about? Exactly. But by the way, there's some uh, raccoon hair on your belly button. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna hit the shower. Yeah, I'm gonna go get the towel. Okay. <laughs> Positions. Well, you know where your position is? Right here on the Harland Highway. <laughs> I know. I know. You're like, how does he go from talking about rotten eggs to sex positions? I don't know. I just don't know. It's like I had to get my head out of the whole egg thing and think of something more erotic that didn't disturb me. So there you go. And don't give me that look. You've all done the wacky sex positions. In fact, if you have one in particular that you might want to share with all the rest of us that has a funky name, maybe a position you invented, maybe you're into yoga, maybe, I don't know. I think we would love to hear from you and see what kind of nonsense you've been up to. So if you have the uh, cojones to call, it can be anonymous. You don't have to leave your name. 888-500-2090 and tell us about your adventurous sexual positions and give us, please give us the names of them. Uh, we'll do a whole run on that. That could be hilarious. So I look forward to your calls, 888-500-2090. And also, don't forget to write. um, Please write to saveashark at gmail.com. This is the campaign we're doing to uh, try and stop the process of finning. I mean, the reality is we won't stop it, but we can put a dent in it. And we can feel good about doing something to help save a species that's being decimated in the oceans where they cut the fins off and throw the live sharks back in the water to die so they can make shark fin soup. Ridiculous. I'd rather see people eat eggs. So if you want to get involved, uh, write to us at saveashark at gmail.com and we will send you a cover letter that you can uh, sign and mail to a restaurant that serves shark fin soup and kind of threaten them saying, uh, you know, we're not going to come and eat there until you take that off the menu. And that's where it starts. And I want to thank people who have been writing in. Since we started this recently, we've been getting a lot of you listeners uh, shooting an email to saveashark at gmail.com, and we've been sending out a lot of these letters. And I'll tell you what, man. If enough people do it, we can make a change. And uh, I'm not Mr. Politics. I'm not Mr. Soapbox. But you know what? It's it's one thing when humans hurt each other because we have free will. We can think. But when I see humans decimating and torturing and killing innocent animals, it just doesn't, you know, it's just unfair. It's not right. And uh, I appreciate all of you that are jumping on board and and trying to make an impact with this. So bless you. Thank you. Saveashark at gmail.com. And on a funnier note, uh, don't forget, you can uh, see me Valentine's Day weekend at the Irvine Improv Comedy Club in Orange County, California. I will be there uh, Friday the 29th right through till uh, Monday night, the 14th of February, which will be Valentine's Day, special Valentine's Day show. Go to Irv- uh, go to uh, improv.com or harlanwilliams.com for all the details. 
Don't forget you can uh, download us on your phone at Stitcher.com. They have a free app for you to use so you can listen to the highway on your cell phone. And um, please check out the uh, HarlandWilliams.com uh, store for merchandise. My new book is there, The Things You Don't Know You Don't Know. Um, and I guess I should mention I'm going to be in Hollywood at the Improv on uh, February 25th and 26th. That's down in Hollywood, California, just two nights only. Uh, again, you can go to improv.com to reserve your tickets. It's going to be awesome. And uh, that's all the announcements I have right now. Um, once again, everybody, thank you for being here. Great to have you. Tell your friends about the highway, and we will be back very, very soon. And until that time, all I can say is chicken chow mein, baby.